Welcome to Oakham Bros. This is Eric. I'm Michael. And if you want to learn about the secrets of the universe, the law of attraction, mysticism, brohood, gambling, movies, pop culture, archangels, magic, good food, business, health, family, and medium shit, smash that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, and spread this video around like peanut butter and jelly. Eric, make this intro. I cannot wait to get this show started. Today we have on Jordan River. Uh, Patchman and creator of Spirit Science. Spirit Science is a YouTube channel where Jordan and his team talk about spirituality and all things enlightenment. Thank you for coming on, Jordan. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is really exciting, and that intro was really awesome. Like the even just like the splash beforehand was thank was you really sweet. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate that. So I, I'm I normally let the guests talk for like ninety percent of it, but I want to just say how. Eric and I found spirit science on YouTube. All right. So Eric and I are huge into medium shit. We believe in law of attraction, spirituality, and our fault. We lost our father three years ago to COPD. All right. Mm -hmm. Smoked his whole life, wasn't giving it up. And the, the COPD eventually got him. And we have been communicating with him for the past three years through mediums. And before our father passed, we asked him, dad, when you get there, wherever it is, we don't know. We don't remember what it's like. We want you to tell us the secrets of the universe. And my dad came through a reading and he said, Mike, I got the secrets of the universe. You have to start researching the Kabbalah. You have to start researching the archangels. You have to start researching that and go down the rabbit hole of magic, archangels, and the Kabbalah. And the first thing I did is I went on YouTube and I typed in Kabbalah and up came spirit science. And I have gone down this rabbit hole that you have provided your work is godly it is brilliant it is it is first rate i swear to god jordan it's and it's, it's dizzying the amount of content that you put out and the detail that goes into each content like because we're creators and i couldn't imagine doing what you do jordan you literally have the keys to the afterlife you got it okay like our father our father came through and said look into the kabbalah kabbalah i don't know and once Eric and I started hitting spirit science, we never looked back. We were into the law of attraction, which was elementary school. Your stuff is PhD. Okay. Your stuff. And how did you know about this? Like, no, no, Eric and I didn't know. Please take the floor. How did you come up? How'd you know about the Kabbalah? <laughs> I mean, this has been a process for me as well. For the, okay. just, you know, this is not like I just woke up one day and it was just like, Kabbalah. I just understood the tree of life. I could speak Hebrew. It was, it was not, it was, it was a long, it's been a long journey of discovery uh, that pretty much started where yours did too. Like law of attraction, watching yeah. the secret, uh, crystals, yes. Reiki, just elementary level stuff was where I was introduced. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. And, and um, right. the thing that like, I, I was like, I, you know, dabbling in, I guess, like just Googling and researching, like, whatever I could find about spirituality. And then uh, my mom actually was a closeted spiritualist, I guess. She she never really told me that she was aware of this stuff. But when she saw that I was interested, suddenly she's like, oh, I have something for you. And she dropped in my lap the ancient secret of the flower of life. And it completely transformed my reality. There it is, that's John the one. Valo. And actually- John Valo, man, all day. Yeah. 
huge, huge, huge influence. It should completely change everything. And, uh, I, you know, I opened it was volume two, actually. And I opened it up in the very first sentence. It's like there's a sphere of light underneath the sphinx that holds the records of human consciousness. And I was like, what is this book? <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> and um, I just poured through it. And I basically spent like three months studying this book every single night for hours. And I would like do the geometry and I was trying to understand like some of the things that he was explaining and, and, you know, to a, to a, a degree that I, I think, I don't know, it's, it was it, like, I really poured into it. And where I ended up was saying, wow, if the world knew about this stuff, yes. uh, things would change so quickly. I felt yes. like this was just, this had to be discussed, but it was also so, uh, for so many people impenetrable, you know, like yeah. I, I didn't want to just be this guy waving around. Everyone just read this book. Like that's hard to do. And I grew up as an animator. Like I started, I just have this affinity for making cartoons and drawing. And like, I, I was an artist from, you know, age of three sort of thing. But when I, when I, um, when I was 12, I discovered that I could make a little animated flip book on the side of a dictionary. And that's how I spent most of like grade six was was making wow. these little cartoons. And then the next year in the start of junior high, I learned about the, uh, digital animation software and mm -hmm. I started making cartoons. So I already was a very, I, I honestly, I was a better animator before Spirit Science um, <laughs> because I would wow. spend more time in learning how to animate and then and making shorter videos that had like more just more rich animations in them. And then with spirit science, it was like, okay, I got to produce a 10 minute video in a week. So it's just like draw, right. draw, 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 but like much less animation. Right. But it was just that spirit science came about as a fusion of my love of animation and my spiritual awakening. And then all along the way, like, you know, after making this content, people would send me things. I would meet people who would introduce me to subjects and the, the Kabbalah specifically yeah. all, I really learned that, because of patch tarot, which is I, maybe I, that way, is this these tarot cards that I have? I don't know if you've actually seen, uh, oh, yeah. you know, the the full deck, and I have a book that I wrote. But in making this tarot deck, like I'd been interested in tarot for a long time, yep. but I had never really gone the depth of like the how mystical it really is. And so when I started making the cards, I started researching more and being like, what actually is like where where do we get all of the symbology and you end up getting these like giant charts of astrology and numerology and Kabbalah and the different sefirot and everything just like weaving together that produces like every single card and where you get the image from is actually this this merging of so many different elements and forces and element and energies and I had to learn that in order to produce the deck and write the book so even like over here I have um this is called the Book of Patch. So over the course of about a year, you can see it's like a full-on textbook. Right. Over the course of about a year, I spent writing this whole book and, wow. and uh, making all of these cards. There's 82 of these. And I, you know, I know we've got a tiny window here, but you can see like I've got a few of them on my walls as tapestries. There's another oh, one over wow. there. But yeah. um, it was it like this not only explains all of the like the relationships to the cards and the planets but there's this giant section at the back that explains all of the esoteric stuff so we, we really just like it's like here's yeah, all yeah. the tree of life here's all the kabbalah yeah yeah, yeah you yep. got it it's yep. like here's everything in a big old textbook have fun you know and well, and now we're teaching courses on it inside of our mystery school if so you, it's a it's a big thing <laughs>
like it's it's your catalog is overwhelming at least to me it is and i would assume that it is to, to other people too if you were to tell somebody like what is level one where if they wanted to let's say start using the kabbalah and i'm not saying it properly but if they wanted to use that like what is step one do you have to go so do you have to go so deep or can you can you get benefits from it from just kind of acknowledging it and and doing those types of things uh you know it's like you get into it what you put or, or you get out of it what you put into it i would say so right. it, it's it's like yes there is a level one and yes it could be very valuable to learn for people honestly level one is watching like our spirit science episodes on them like we've made right. i think four so far here's the 22 pathways here's the 10 sephirot here's the basics of what kabbalah and the tree of life are and how they fit like you know because kabbalah is like the whole philosophy and the tree of life is like the diagram of the philosophy you know um very i used to think they were the same thing i used to call right. the tree of life the kabbalah but they're 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 not so intertwined but wikipedia doesn't seem to know that which is why it's not maybe the best source um right. so so there's um you know there's a a, a sentence that i particularly love or, or a paragraph that i love uh, from i believe it was dion fortune in her book the mystical kabbalah which if you haven't read it it's a fabulous book yep. but she explains in i one like probably the first chapter that you know, if you are a, a true seeker of this, you must follow where like through to the end of the journey. Like if you're just sort of superficially getting like, okay, I get a basic understanding of this and I got a basic understanding of that and a basic understanding of that. None of those are ever going to really penetrate your body of consciousness and help you evolve spiritually to the degree that you want to. Now, I think it's valuable to do that in order to get a, a grasp of everything that's out there, because some people might be more drawn to this teaching or that practice or more of a Buddhist thing or more of a Christian thing or more of a mystical, this or that, right? There's so many, so many different spiritual modalities. Some people just want to focus on the shamanism and take ayahuasca all the time. I love that. Um, so there's, there's a very diverse array of where you can go, but once you find that path, it's very valuable to, Followed, I mean, follow it and not give up even when you come to things that are maybe a little bit daunting or scary, right? Like the, the tree of life itself has these things called the clefote, which are like these shells or husks as they're described around each each safira, which is like the the thing that it's like the 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 dark side of the force that blocks you from attaining access to that emanation of God. So when you start learning of that, they also sometimes call it the tree of death or the reverse tree of life. You start talking about demons and how the dark world works and the darkness, you know, and and that can scare people. But the thing is, is when you learn about them and you understand where they are and, and how this works, you kind of integrate with your own shadow self and you grow. But that's like a, you know, it's like a barrier of entry. If you want access to the higher worlds, you have to be willing to put in the work to, to be able to attain to higher and higher consciousness. And I think this is a journey that we're all on in some capacity, whether it's people, you know, spending their days focusing on that or, you know, just like with, you know, slowly with every, with the collective consciousness as we slowly evolve together. Like it's up to each of us to make that choice. Your, your, your drawings are so vivid and so real. I'm assuming you've done ayahuasca and DMT. We actually have a movie about it. <clears throat> I, no, have, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, this is like, we have an ayahuasca movie where it's like me and my friend go down to Rhythmia 
we take ayahuasca for a week and then we interview each other and other people and then we animated what we saw. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but I, it's a really fun one. So so is, is there another dimension, right? Is it uh, clearly I'm asking the wrong person like it's obviously not birth to death, right? Like we clearly felt that we got in touch with our father from this from these mediums that we go to and we've been going to mediums our whole lives. Yeah, this is oh. not a new thing. You know, like our yeah. dad our dad went to the mediums on the other side that he was going to when he was here. But like where do you get these images from? I mean, the, the pictures behind you are, they're epic. Oh, thanks. I mean, like, I mean, they, they flow through me. I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I have a lot of guidance and support and love and not just, I mean, in this dimension and the others. And I think we all do, uh, but I do feel like there's some sort of amplification, like from, because of spirit science, I feel like I've become kind of an antenna. Like when I put out a video uh, and let's say, 15,000 people watch it on the first day or something like that, right? Like that's 15,000 other units of consciousness that are all pinging with that same frequency. And now myself and now also the people who are making them, because now I have a team bigger than myself. Right. It's, uh, we're all sort of like leveling up with the people, right? Like our, we're creating this kind of collective field. That's what it feels like to me anyways. Um, so you know, as far as like, yeah, other dimensions, I mean, you, you can take a spiritual approach, you can take a scientific approach, you can take a psychedelic approach. Um, I think all of them really do point to the same thing. But of course, the modern scientific approach is like, well, we can't measure it. So I'm no, I don't know, you know, there's sort yeah. of this, this is materialistic science skepticism that kind of comes in. But then again, like when you really start listening to the real scientists and what they're saying, like, there is a mathematical and scientific understanding of uh, of dimensions, right? That just describes them as different directions of energy or di directions of matter in the way that things fit together, like the, in, in the ways of reality, like we're perceiving, right? This like three-dimensional space moving through time, but in another direction, another dimension of the ways that the particles are moving and the waves are moving, there can be other worlds stacked on top of each other that we don't have access to. It's the same thing as like, you know, they always relate that with like that flat land example of like, if there was a flat dimension and you passed your finger through it from the perspective of the flatlanders, there'd be like this tiny dot that would expand into a circle. And then as you pull your finger out, that would slowly just compact until it was gone and it disappeared. And people would be like, what is happening? So we right. have to think about almost the same way. If a fourth dimensional or a fifth dimensional being passed their finger through our dimension, we might see some sort of shape or object that come into existence and then disappear. But I think that there's, that's like a very, again, like a very simple scientific mathematical way of describing something that is so much more vast than anybody really is comprehending. Because when you take a psychedelic or you go deep into meditation or even just have like a crazy, like lucid dream kind of thing, you start to experience these worlds and beings that are outside of our dimension, outside of our realm of existence. And, you know, for mo for many scientists, they might just say, well, that's, you know, just all in your head. Right. Uh, but, 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 for anybody who has that experience, it's very difficult to to, to agree right. with that because it's like, right. I did not imagine this. And what's especially <laughs> interesting is uh, Dr. Rick Strassman, the, you know, the, the pioneer of psychedelic research in the world. He started with the nine, in the 1990s, uh, the first clinical trials of DMT ever since the 1960s when it was all shut down and made super illegal. He, um, you know, he, he wrote the book DMT, the spirit molecule and did a follow-up called DMT and the soul of prophecy. And 
his work, like what he said was, he's like, I made so little connection with people when I approached, like after the DMT experience, I would ask them about it. And he was like asking them like, so is this all in your head? And they would be like, I don't even want to talk. That just doesn't feel right. Like, and so he did this thought experiment of like, okay, let me just take everything you say at face value. And he was able to really like listen and hear to what everybody was saying. And even him in the DMT, like he's very scientifically minded. He's like, by the end, he's like, I don't see how this could have even possibly been right. uh, something that was generated by ourselves. Like there were, there were like experiences that people would meet the same beings, two completely different people on different days, going to some other dimension, seeing the same things, meeting the same beings, getting similar messages in so many different ways, you know, like across the board. And, and it was too much to say um, that it was all just generated within. So he started theorizing, like, where are these hidden realms? And he started theorizing about dark matter and other dimensions and stuff. So it's a fascinating book. I love his his work. And so I just I felt it was relevant here. Your channel name, Spirit Science, It when the more I think about it, the more brilliant it gets. And like, you don't discriminate against science, right? Yeah. Like, I love like so spirituality and science are really one and the same and and creating a schism between that is not helping anybody right i'm sorry on my end it cut out you said creating a schism is what Sc creating a schism between science and spirituality like it it, it does no good I guess is I, I don't know if I'm asking a question or making a statement, but it's just I'm just thinking about <laughs> everything that everything that you were just saying and then how related the spirituality Spirit and, and science really actually is. People try people try and make a, a, a dichotomy that spirit and science should be completely different. But no. what Jordan is promoting is that no, it's one and the same, if I'm getting that correctly, right? That's that yeah, no, I agree. And I, I like it, it comes down to what paradigm of belief you want to exist in. Because for me, I, I listen to everything you just said and I go, yes, that's how I, that's how I feel, you know, like right, that right. we, we should be free and open to exploring those. If you had someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson on your podcast and you asked them the same question, you would get a very different answer. Right. And the interesting thing is, is that your beliefs dictate the quality of your thoughts and and then what you allow your thoughts to go into. So, you know, this for me the paradigm of science and spirituality are are can be unified and let's explore them openly. It allows for these creative thoughts of like, oh, how could this work? Where are these other dimensions, right? But when you have a a paradigm of belief that says, no, materialism is the right. only like the this is it's physical and you know, that's the dimensions in which things exist. And there's nothing, there's no other beings. It's all in your head when you take psychedelics, all this stuff. The moment you start doing that, it locks you into a, a paradigm of thinking where you're not allowed to think about right. the other dimensions because they don't exist. So why would you, right? So it really all comes down to what paradigm you're choosing to exist in. And um, we're at this very fascinating time in history where uh, there's so many, like we, we can visibly see thanks to the internet and all the podcasts and all the interviews and videos and everything that's out there. You can, you can kind of take your pick on which paradigm you want to believe in. Do you want to believe the earth is round, flat or hollow? No matter what, you can find some sort of evidence to validate that perspective. Right. And, um, Absolutely. regardless of whether there's an intrinsic truth there, like this is the, this is the strange world that we live in today. But is that dangerous too? <laughs> 
is that dangerous that everybody like you can go so deep into a rabbit hole and you could be so wrong you know possibly possibly yeah but i think i mean well okay yes and i would say this is like part of the journey that we're on is at least in my understanding this is how it's kind of been like how i've experienced our awakening is that like we're going through this massive change from whatever we were before right these like segmented populations belief right. systems religions into this very multifaceted very dynamic much more interconnected collective consciousness and that those ideas have to be explored fully in order for us to collectively arrive at the truth like there there may be some places where these ideas actually overlap and that we are just not seeing it like in in one particular um uh amazing channel text that i love called the emerald tablets of thoth uh which might not even be channeled this is the way that it's written is that it's these ancient super documents from atlantis right um the the in this writing um Actually, it's both that I'm thinking about that and actually the Kabbalion because we we just made a video about the seven. I have principles. it. I watched it. I have the book. It's I, I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I, I watched a video on the book and read the book. It was amazing. So there's actually there's a few different ideas that are coming forward here. But OK, so in the Kabbalion, let me focus on that one right now is, is that it says that there's um, uh, one of the principles is polarities and that all polarities can be reconciled. So like the theories of flat earth, hollow earth, round earth, as an example, because I brought it up, is like could be a result of different dimensions, right? Mm -hmm. Like it could be that if you looked at the earth from a six dimensional perspective, maybe you could actually see it as a, a, a flat thing or a dot or some sort of toroidal field or some energy field that, you know, it's, we can't conceptualize here. So there might be realms where it's like everyone kind of is right, but in their own way, depending on their dimension and paradigm. And if we, if we say those ideas aren't allowed, if we censor certain thoughts or certain thinking, then we're actually limiting ourselves from finding our truest potential. So amazing. E oh even, even if, even if we, even if we allow, like, you know, let's say, you know, someone goes for, for many years believing that they are the incarnation of the, 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 the flying spaghetti monster, like, and then they have this other revelation that that's not true, right? Like, okay, maybe they were wrong during that time, but, the belief that they were that would have dictated their thoughts and actions of the time and would have given them all sorts of very unique life lessons that very few other people would have. So even once they come out of that and they're like, wow, no, I'm now I'm a normal person again. Like, and I now I'm like looking at their life in a different way. They can still gain these lessons from that and it can still add to their own personal evolution. So I don't feel like it's appropriate for us to say, well, that's just a, that's just a bad idea and you shouldn't, well, Right. Sometimes I think there are bad ideas, right? If you just think you can fly and you jump off of a bridge and whatever, right? But like right. in terms of paradigms of belief, like I don't think that we should be afraid to ask big questions. And that's kind of where my bottom line, I think, is. The patch man, right? Um, I've, I was looking for an intro to this adorable character who my kids absolutely love. Yeah. Was that your brainchild? Is, is he you? And, and like, is he going through this journey as Jordan and kind of being the everyman, the, the ever person to, to, to take us on this journey with him, that he's kind of like this, this newbie to all this and he's learning it and he's learning it with, with the viewer. Did I get that right? Mm -hmm. Well, yes and no, actually. I mean, I mean, I mean, 
I would say mostly yes of everything that you said. I do feel like Patchman, as much as like I, I've had people call me Patchman, it's like a, sometimes it's a nickname and this and that people use, right. and that's fine. Like I, because I voice him, and it's uh, we, we've been intertwined forever. Um, I also think that he is a bit of a blank template. That's part of the value of Spirit Science is that it allows anybody watching to sort of see themselves in the characters that we draw because right. they're so, you know unique it's just just simple you know it's a right. it's why spirit science was not really a, a live action thing and probably won't ever be like we have you know we have a podcast we have a uh mystery school and that's where we do more of a live action stuff but uh so there's a place for that but having them having the, the cartoons allows for anybody to sort of see themselves in the character right so it's a little bit universal but then to answer your other question and this is maybe like the the biggest cherry on top to the whole thing is that I never, I didn't actually create Patchman. I've refined him a lot, wow. but, uh, but, but when I was 14, I was making cartoons on the internet and, uh, there was a guy who contacted me, um, who was also like my age or a year younger, you know, 14, 13 year old. We're just kids. We're just meeting on the internet in the heyday of the early internet. And, um, and this kid was like really inspired by my videos and he wanted to talk to me. And of course I was like, Hey, it's nice to meet you. And, uh, and he created this Patchman character and he said he wanted to make these cartoons with him, but then, you know, life happened and he maybe found his passion elsewhere and didn't do anything with Patchman. And it was like three or four years later, like I was, I believe I was in college at the time. Um, so I was, yeah, probably 18, 19 in that, in that range. And I was like, man, I have this great idea for like a short, funny sort of slapstick comedy thing. And I just had this idea that Patchman would be perfect. Can, can I use that character? Can I use, you know, like play with him in a video? And he was like, dude, totally. I'm not doing anything with him. Amazing. So I made one and then I came back again for another one. And then I did another one. And then it was at that point he was like, listen, instead of just always asking me for permission, um, let's just do an exchange, like a small monetary thing. You could just buy the character and and then it's yours forever. Do whatever you want with them. And I was like, perfect. So I paid him a hundred dollars. And, oh um, so and, and that's hundy you've then, ever spent, man. <laughs> best yeah. you've ever spent. So Patchman found Patchman found you hundred percent. Patchman, Patchman pretty much came to me. Um, and it's you know, amazing. originally the original, the original design, he had like, he had like 50 patches all over. He has patches on his arms, patches on his head, patches on his legs. Like the he was patched and, up everywhere. The chest, the chest and the head is perfect. So it's, I it's just, perfect. yeah, I simplified it, made it easy yeah. to work with. And and um, and then Patchman has evolved a lot because again, like I, I've just been working with him in cartoons and now there's animators working with him and his design is evolving and updating and changing. And then of course we've got like, it we, we're we're starting to call it one of my animators who just came on. He's he's an amazing guy, and he has been coining it the Patchverse. And we have almost like a, a universe where everyone is a Patchman, but we can reference like there can be a Spider-Man patch. There can be you know we have the Anunnaki patch from the Sumerian epic. Um, we can that. have like we sometimes have like Dragon Ball Z or Zelda references, and there's like a Link patch or uh, you know like it's just fun, and it's just like it's we can turn any we can do references and have a very creative time with the with the characters so finding meaning a lot of your videos focus on finding meaning in life and people i think you know are always in search of meaning you know whether somebody has a disability or you are having a health issue people try and find the meaning 
behind why I'm having this problem, right? And where I always turn to is pop culture, is to movies, is to Lord of the Rings. And I'm bringing that up because you just made a video about the meaning behind Lord of the Rings. And Michael and I are huge movie buffs and movies have guided us in our life to help find meanings in our lives and spiritual advancement as well. Right. You know, I just want to say that you're finding you're helping me find meaning by making these videos about these movies, because, you know, like a movie like Tommy boy, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Tommy boy, but it's with Chris Farley and David Spade. And it's, it's, it's an SNL movie. And you would think that, oh, it's just a stupid SNL movie. No, it's it's about a guy who it's, lost his father and he has to grow up. And it's the hero's journey, but with with an overweight, you know, kind of comedian. And um, but what you did with Lord of the Rings, where you understand Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, you you I'm a writer. I've written 20 books. Um, I have an agent, the whole nine yards. And, you know, like Star Wars is my Bible. Harry Potter is my Bible. Right spirit science has slowly become my Bible when it came to storytelling. <laughs> Seriously, wow. that, that, that wow. it's, spirit, it's not just about, it, it's about who you become as a person, who, who the hero becomes a person. And that helps when, you yeah, that when helps, it's over that helps, and that, that helps us, but we're all Frodo Baggins. We're, what, what, what that video, you did this brilliant Lord of the Rings video where you'd saying the spiritual meaning behind Lord of the Rings, the movies. And it was like, we're all Frodo going on this journey. We all have to throw the ring into to Mount doom. And, it's not just going, walking to Mount Doom, throwing it and walking away. You're done. Life is full of tumult. And how, how do you research this? Like, how do you, I'm listening to it going, oh my God, he gets it. But I can't put that down into words. Like, how do you, do you mm. sit and you, you pick apart every scene when you're writing these movie, spiritual movie um, videos? Yeah. So this has been a very collaborative endeavor for, for a year, basically. Um, and hidden spirituality as a series is going to expand soon, but we'll talk Love about it. that later. But yeah. but um, it started where, it, honestly, the original idea for the series came about like years ago when I first saw Avatar: The Last Airbender, and was like, I just want to make a video about this, but I have nowhere for that to go. Like that doesn't fit as a spirit science episode, you know? Or it didn't feel like it did. So um, at the end of last year. Uh, I, I saw Frozen 2 and then shortly after Star Wars and the Star Wars 9 and then Little Women. And mm -hmm. each one of those, as I was watching them, I was like, huh, there's this and there's mm -hmm. this and there's this and there's this and there's this, you know, and like coming up with all of these things. And so after the movie, I was like in the theater, just being like, tick, 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 like, like writing notes on my phone about all the things that we could talk about. Yeah. And so that's how it started. I would take those notes and I would convert them into a big script. And uh, and then record them and hand them off to uh, an editor because my this was also a goal for this year was building a studio so I couldn't do everything, but also in that process I all I I also found a writer so it became like this collaborative thing where we would watch a movie we would take notes and uh, you know sometimes the writer would take the lead sometimes I would take the lead depending on the movie and the project and we would come up with a draft and then we'd edit each other's stuff. So for the Lord of the Rings one, that one I largely left in the hands of Chris, who was my writer. Um, and, and he did an amazing job of like breaking down 
so much of the movie. And then when I would go through and edit it, I was adding in and editing. So like right. there's probably maybe it's probably like 80% his and then 20% of like little bits and pieces here and there, as well as like patchetizing the voice, just making it sound a little bit more like how Patchman would say it is stuff mm -hmm. that I would bring to the table. So mm -hmm. it is like a really collaborative thing. So that's kind of how we, that's kind of how we came up with it. But where we want to go for 2021 now is like we've done a year of movies and we love that and we're going to keep doing movies. But we also um, we've even done a few TV shows and video games. Um, we got this request from someone. Can you do the hidden spirituality of Christmas? And we were like, love yeah, it. like that's yeah. like a that's like a romp through ancient paganism and and psychedelic mushrooms, sh Siberian shamans and stuff. Right. Yeah. So it's such a good fit. And so um, we're going to start branching into like holidays and like maybe even do like, I was thinking like, this would be hard, but the hidden spirituality of politics, I don't know what that would turn into. Might yeah. be a mess, but but it could be fun. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Have you so, done the legend of Zelda? Yeah. That was, that was my game. Oh the legend man. Of Zelda. It's so it's been on my list. Like I just did kingdom hearts. And the thing is, okay. is like, the, the, there's a challenge that we have, which is that as the team grows, like we've got an editor over here, a writer over here, we've got me over here. And that for the editor to make a video, they have to be familiar with the subject material. Right. It's really easy to give, you know, here's like, we're all watching this movie. The editor watches Nightmare Before Christmas or Titanic or Avatar right. or whatever. And right. we're all on the same page, but we don't, I can't really say, all right, we've got a week to make this. Go and play all of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's just not, it's not a, it's not a thing that we can fit into the time. So um, right. those require a little bit more attention. And usually I like to be involved because I also love Zelda and like would love, love to be very involved in that process. So Absolutely. it's going to happen. I guarantee you it's going to happen, but it's sort of like a, when I get a spare half a day to work on that script and then communicate appropriately all of the things that need editing to the editor so that it, it comes together as a cohesive picture. And that's kind of where that's at. And that's why those ones take a little bit longer. I Listen, you know, I want to give one recommendation. If I could give anything to spirit science, I don't know if you like the band tool T O O. -L. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize I've been listening to tool for 25 years. I've been a massive tool fan. Eric and I took our wives to see tool in Las Vegas. Whole while, big, while big ordeal. his wife was pregnant. While my we wife was were, pregnant. We were terrified that like something oh. wrong was going to happen to the baby. Cause yeah. It was like, so loud. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> yeah. the speakers were like the size of Mack trucks. But so when, when our father came through and said, start researching the archangels and magic and everything tool sings about the, the stuff that you're talking about the, the spirituality the, the the sigils i think if i'm even pronouncing it right um, sigil yeah sigil okay yeah, there you go so like this, uh, so i'm like a newbie when it came when it comes to magic uh, but i good. would i would seriously he, they, they follow john Valo. i mean their new song numa uh, it's off of their newest album fear inoculum is about spirit and about how they're stuck here and that they're really you don't forget who you really are you know what always amazes me is once you start learning about these things, all of a sudden you start seeing it in movies, right? And you'll start see, you'll start hearing it in songs where people are talking about it and they've been there before, like Star Wars and the Jedi and the Force. Like it's like he knew about it in in 1970. George right. Lucas. Yeah. He had the secret you know I mean? in 1970 where he, Obi Wan was saying it's it's a force that binds us. And we're like, oh yeah, lightsabers <laughs> yeah. and you know, oh Jedi's <laughs> and dueling battles. Then you go, oh my god, the secret. George Lucas knew the secret before anybody. You know anybody? Yeah. Um. Oh geez, I have like a million more questions. Um, Dronvalo, is is he like is was he a kicking off point for you? I can't. I'm like gonna botch his last name. Mel Mel Melchizedek. 
Melchizedek. Yeah. Melchizedek. Where did you find him? Because I feel like he's writing like a lot of this Bible stuff that is not mainstream. Right. Yeah. Well, I know, again, I mean, I, I kind of described it before, but it was just in that spiritual awakening. My mom dropped the book on my lap and that's, oh, so your mom that had the Dramvala book. Okay. Okay. She had the Dramvala book. She dropped it in my lap. And again, like I had I been, maybe it was like three, four weeks spiritually aware before then researching chakras and crystals and energy and stuff like that and astral projection, but it was very surface level. Dramvala was the one who put it together. Like he put right. He made it, he, he took all of that and turned it into a complete picture of like Atlantis, fall of consciousness, rising back to Christ consciousness. Here's the sacred geometry, the light body, the the darker forces that are like, it was just like a, a complete picture. It was so well put together that I was right. just like, yes, this is a win. This is the best thing. The the uh, the tarot. Um, I just got my first tarot deck on Friday. So it's literally not even a week. And it's, it's like a little overwhelming that you think it's like kind of woo woo that, you, you know, you don't know what it is. Um, what is the meaning behind tarot? And I know you've done videos on that, but for a layman's term, like yeah. what's, what's the reasoning behind it? Cause like when you go to these ho motels and hotels of these psychics and they go, I'm going to read your tarot. It's like, all right, you know, you're going to be a rich and famous writer one day or whatever the case, what's the meaning behind all of tarot? I mean, your tarot is unbelievable. The, the images on it are unbelievable. <laughs> I appreciate it. So tarot is basically, you can see it in so many different ways. Like, and, okay. and, and again, it's whatever paradigm of belief you want to look at it with, Okay, you can get like, it can be a superficial thing or it can be a really deep thing. And that way that you're identifying and looking at it, because what is it? It's a collection of energy, right? But the thing is, is that, that if you go deeper into what those energies are they're astrological they're kabbalistic they're they're these like ancient symbolic meanings hidden within each card and the more that you can connect with the the deeper meaning that's coming through the more wisdom you can gain so the way the way that i like to describe it is that it's an oracle of wisdom disguised as a wow. deck of cards basically wow. that it's 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 a tool that each of us can use to to glean insight and wisdom and reflective power really within ourselves to help us attain to a higher consciousness and steer our life in a in a meaningful way right like so it's like you remember in the matrix when neo tips over the 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 vase and the oracle says right before she's like oh don't mind the vase and then he knocks it over and smashes it and she's like what's really going to bake your noodle later is would you still have broken it had i not said anything so when you ask the tarot a question and you're doing a reading and you're and and you 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 have something that's like that's like the oracle saying that thing and when you draw a card that's like the breaking of the vase if you will so mm -hmm. it, it's it's you are invoking some astrological or kabbalistic energy of sorts and what you do with it is up to you so if you get a card and it says you know maybe it's a, a card of fortune you know mm -hmm. that could that could put you in the mindset of looking at what that means for you and, and kind of steering your life more effectively in that intention of creating that fortune, or it could be speaking to some like a congratulations for other aspects that you've something good that you've created in your life recently, right? And that you're on a good flow. There's a lot of different ways that you can interpret it. And your interpretation 
is going to be a steering factor, right? Because without your consciousness in engaging with it, they're just a deck of cards. They're useless. They don't mean anything until you engage with them, right? And mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I approach it, um, at mm -hmm. least at the top level. But there's, again, like as you go deeper and deeper, you you learn to it like teaches you how to ask better questions and how to engage with the material better so that like when life presents you with something not just the cards but the cards also but when mm. life presents you with something and you're saying what does that mean you know like i've saw these three synchronicities today and i they i always saw them with a 333 or 1111 or some whatever it is right like it's very easy to go oh that means this and just be done with it and sometimes that's simple and sometimes it's healthy to do that so that you're not getting wrapped up in your mind. But it's also, I found to be very valuable, especially as a tool for meditation to say, hmm, okay, so there's this angle and there's this perspective and there's this perspective and it could also be this. And then you kind of harmonize them within your body of consciousness, like bring that information into your heart so that you can have like the highest level of of wisdom and growth that can come of it instead of just taking things at face value. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about the tarot is like, you can look at a card and say, okay, well, this is, you know, it's like the wheel of fortune or the wheel of flow as it is in batch Well, that's great. But then you go like, okay, hold on. But there's the four fixed astrological signs on it. Well, what do each of those individually mean? How does it relate with the symbol on the card? How does it relate with Jupiter? Cause we've got that in the bottom corner. How does it relate with the letter, uh, I think it's Lamed maybe for that one, like on the bottom left, like for the Hebrew letter, what does that mean? And you can, there's just like layers and layers and layers of depth. And with every layer that you go, you can get more and more out of it. Why isn't this mainstream? I mean, spirit science is bringing it to the mainstream and and you're you're the voice on YouTube that, that has been, you, you, again, you've explained it to a newbie, someone coming from the law of attraction world or the subconscious mind world, and then coming into the Kabbalah and the tarot and all that. You know why? It, I know that you you did a, a conspiracy channel too, right? Like you're, you're well, uh, it's series. just our it's just a series on the main channel, yeah. A series, right? It, do you is do you believe that this is hidden? <laughs> My Siri is turning on right now. It thinks I'm asking it something. <laughs> um, do you do you think this is hidden for a reason? Do you think the government doesn't want us to know about this stuff? Do you think that they want you? you to I, I wanted to ask: Do you think that there actually is a conspiracy of everything? Sorry, I, the uh, the, the broke yeah, up, broke up for a second. Just do just you, for a second, do I? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you? Is there? Is everything a conspiracy? Is everything a conspiracy? Well, I mean, we do. It's it is called the conspiracy theory of everything. So right. Um. I okay. This is a very mixed bag question, and I like the approach of I believe everything and nothing because it allows this uh sort of transient like it's okay to be wrong and it's okay to explore these ideas, but then also not get so caught up in them because. With the conspiracies, it's so easy to be like, oh my God, there's this control and all of these, you know, like arconic forces that are constantly steering and manipulating every aspect of my life. And it's easy to fall into despair in that. So I like to be able to like, again, like look at it and be like, wow, like that feels, that feels like it could be true. And then also come into my reality that where I'm creating my own field, you know, my own energy around me and I'm a creator here and I don't have to, I'm not as you know, under attack because I've got, you know, a light body that can protect me from those forces. So um, it's interesting. Uh, the, the beginning of the conspiracy theory of everything is 
uh, called The Holographic Demiurge, the first episode. And it is talking about this ancient idea that goes back to the ancient Gnostics and even, you know, before that, um, about that, like, the universe itself isn't real in the way that we think it is. That, like, there is this field of illusion that is over our eyes that, like, the physical dimension is, like, the the least real which is yeah. why often when you take the DMT or the, or the ayahuasca, you come out in this other dimension and you're like, this feels so much more real than everything I've ever experienced up to my life until really? this point. What, 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 is, okay. what does that mean? That's because very I, common. I, yeah, yeah. That I hear that through mediums. Our father came through and said, it's more real here than it was down there. And he feels more connected to us over there than he could over here. What When you went through the ayahuasca experience, and I'm going to watch that video. I didn't watch that yet. What does that mean? It was more real over there. And we'll jump back to what, what you were saying before, but I have to know this. Yeah. It, it's like when we exist here physically in this sort of field of separation, like it's like yeah. you and your body and you're like lightly connected to your emotions and your thoughts. And there's so many thoughts. So how do you make sense of it? And how do you know if, is there a God? Is there a spirit? Is there a right. universal force? Is, are we connected? All these questions are present because it's difficult to feel the connection in every particular moment. But in the other worlds, the, 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 the separation doesn't exist. Your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your experience of reality is fundamentally interconnected with everything else. You can feel the potency of the connection and the light of God and the light of spirit. And you can see, you know, how things move and weave at a deeper level through like the fabric of existence that you can't see and perceive so readily here all the time. And so um, I think that's why, that's my, my theory anyways. And so like the whole conspiracy thing is that like, Look, regardless of whether it's the deep state or the Illuminati, or if it's just like greedy rich businessmen, it doesn't really matter. There's people with a lot of power that we can see actively out in the world that are exercising their authority in the world and in, in creating influence for people, yes. right? Like whether it's yes. the way that businesses are set up or the way that uh, governments are set up for ruling countries or even just like Facebook and YouTube and Google and the algorithms, right? It's like all of those things that like, take, okay, the algorithms is a great example. Um, we look at like you, when you search something on the internet, you're telling the computer, you're telling Google and the, the big computer, the big database that, um, or the, yeah, yeah. You're telling Google that you're interested in that thing. So it's going to show you more of that. It's not thinking for you saying, hmm, how can I help you learn and grow and evolve? It's just thinking like, okay, you like this kind of stuff and these people are paying to put that kind of stuff in front of you. So there's a good match. Here's things that people are paying. So it's all just money driven, fueled by fueling like this, this giant economy so that Google can make more money. Paying right. advertisers can make more money. You know, it's like, it, it's a big thing. It's a similar with... Um, let's say the government, you know, we have this whole 9-11 thing. I mean, that's a good, it's a pretty good example, I think, in terms of conspiracies, because building seven collapsed without a plane hitting it for no reason. And the right. story that they're purporting about it just doesn't exactly make sense. It's like, wait, sorry, why did this tower fall? It's just got fire. And like, I mean, other buildings were on fire. Nothing else fell the same way. Like what, why, why this one? Right. And it's like, oh, wait, wait, right. there was a lot of you start looking into it and you start finding out that there's 
all of these like secret NSA CIA offices specifically in that building and this and that. So you kind of go down the rabbit hole and you're like, something feels fishy, but the mainstream narrative is we were attacked by Al Qaeda or we were, you know, America was attacked by Osama bin Laden and, 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 and right. that we got revenge eventually and period end of the game over. We're done. We're complete on that, that part of our journey. But, um, it's like just this controlling narrative. So as long as the mainstream narrative is is influenced and controlled, whether it's by algorithms or the news or the government or whoever, that's going to continue to shape how people think and feel and react to the circumstances of whatever is happening in the world. Coronavirus is the same exact thing. People who talked that. about yeah. people who talk about COVID that it was made in a lab or that it was purposefully you know put out to the world in some way uh, are censored like heavily censored. It's a, it's a big issue that even we are having, we posted a new conspiracy episode this morning and we actually had to take the last 10 minutes. Like it's a 35 minute video. Mm -hmm. We posted 27, I think of it. And then the last 10 minutes had to go in our private platform because we talk about pandemic. We talk about vaccines. We talk about things that we know if we put this on YouTube, it will be taken down and we have to protect our channel. So we're like, okay, well, we have to do two versions for this one. So, you know, is there a conspiracy of everything? I mean, I think it all comes down to the illusion of separation that we feel and experience from the lowest levels, like from the collective consciousness of the masses to the people who are, you know, at the top of the, of the pyramid of the Illuminati eye pyramid or whatever, all of them exist within this paradigm, this sort of like, illusory field of separation called the third dimension and then it's up to each of us individually and then ideally collectively as we grow you know like through platforms like spirit science and other even what you guys are doing to talk about this stuff and to open up the doors of conversation so that that like it's it's not about defeating the illuminati it's about waking up to the higher reality so that you become the powerful creator and can make magical things in this world and right. other worlds that, that overshadow that take, you know, that just makes the other systems and the Illuminati obsolete. Jordan, this is what I'm not plugging my book, but I wrote a book called Monsterland and it's about the end of the world about, it's about a theme park with monsters. And it's, it's about the, the fall of society that, that we're, we're being, um, you know, in, uh, you know, um, like distracted by materialism of a theme park and the theme parks meant to destroy humanity and society and it does it gets away with it and it's to destroy the republicans the democrats the independents the free thinking and think the way that they're supposed to think um this is i'm totally understand every word you just said i i i'm so on the same page of everything you just said i want to jump once one second here this came from our father do you believe in archangels i don't think you've done a, a video on archangels yet have you no we haven't but but um okay. we have That's a planned we have a planned two-parter uh, okay. on heaven and hell so it'll be a spirit science episode that would be going into those those two realms and um i mean yeah like i i don't know that i can personally say that i've met an archangel in in my ceremonies or dreams or meditations like i've had you know some pretty potent experiences with certain ascended masters um okay. but i it, it it completely resonates in the sense that like the way that I kind of view, and this is a very Kabbalistic thing, viewing yeah. the structure of the universe, the structure of reality is this like, um, 
you know, it's like all descending from source. The, the, this is the tree of life, right? It's like, it all comes from source. And as you fractal down the tree, you get these like layers and layers of dimensions that there are more and more, um, like, it's like fractaling the one mm -hmm. into the many, right? So as, as the Kabbalah explains, and this is even biblical, like the way that it's kind of described, you kind of have to get into the more mystical renditions of the Bible, mm -hmm. is that the archangels exist at a certain level and they even themselves govern bodies of angels, right? And there's like mm -hmm. these different, like kind of almost like different tribes of like Archangel Michael would have like a host of angels that he, you know, that that consciousness, that spirit would command. And then Archangel Michael would get his, you know, guidance from God or from the, the, the next level up. Maybe it's Jesus, maybe it's, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you'd have, you know, all of, like, yeah, it's just, it's just like a beautiful fractaling matrix well, in different so worlds. I, I just wanted to higher, say, higher, like, yeah. I just want to say real quick, our father said the archangels are on tap for any one of us to, to, to make stuff happen. So Eric and I started working with archangels and I came in touch with an archangel. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. Okay. I've never done drugs in my life and I rarely drink a couple times a year. It's just not my thing, but I was meditating down by my pool and this thing came next to me it on my life on everything that i own this thing landed right next to me it was huge it was gorgeous it was i'm gonna pull up a picture of it because i want you to see this um and the next day i had that reading with with my dad and he told me about this archangel and that i have to start praying to this archangel raziel and mm, i'm yeah. sure yeah okay i'll start praying to this archangel raziel what, what do you mean he said raziel is there on tap to do anything you want. Any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to move anything, he's there. So I Googled it and I, on my life, on my life, this is the, I, this person, this thing, the, 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 the curly brown hair, the angel wings, the robe, the brown garments, the big brown eyes, this thing landed right next to me and it was there for a split second, literally a split wow. second. I started Wow. Invoking cool. the, I started invoking the archangels to make the podcast it's, big. It, yeah, it's especially, it's, it especially it, works for attainable things. If you're going to ask for $2 billion, you're not going to get $2 billion. But if you're going to ask for something attainable of saying, I really want to sell my house. Those types of things that are attainable, it, they just nudge it in that direction. And I got to tell you, like, I, I would love to see, I mean, because it's all connected. Right, the Kabbalah, the archangels, it's it's all there. And our dad kind of verified it for us from the afterlife. Yeah. You I would love to hear a spirit science on archangels. You know, are you writing this down? Am I like am I yeah, I'm gonna bring it to my team later? Bro, <laughs> I, we're we're, we're kind of you would have I thought that you would have made one on it. That's 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 but awesome. I'm telling you, but this, this I mean is there's coming, so much to I make, know. you know. There, this is coming directly from the other side from our father, who we knew came through and said the Kabbalah and the archangels are all intertwined. This is what I wanted to ask Jordan. What are your thoughts on the afterlife? Have you made videos about the afterlife? Are mediumship. You, are medium, you in, yeah. are you intuitive? Are you a medium? So, like, what what are your thoughts in that whole universe, so to speak? I mean, this is a big big question i mean i mean look it, it, this is very this is just flowing right from other conversations about other dimensions and realms right like there's a lot of uh ancient both spiritualities and philosophies that say that our it's 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 like so cyclical that when we're you know nine months in the womb 
and then we're being born into this world. It's like 90 years in this world to be born into the next one kind of thing. Right. And, 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 and that if we did a poor job in this one, well, we might end up back in another room very quickly. So, uh, you know, as far as like the videos go, like we actually did recently do maybe it was a couple months ago, we did uh, a near death experience episode of spirit mm-hmm. science. So that talked a little bit about that. And yeah, it, it it's, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what else to say other than like, it seems as though that the, the spiritual evidence and the wisdom that's coming through both in, in, in ancient writings, modern journeys and, and, things that people are bringing forward and lots of even religions is that, you know, this journey and this life is a preparation to go somewhere else. And that 100%. knowing that gives you this sense of like not being afraid of death, you know, cause we have coll- this collective kind of mass consciousness fear of death, always trying to reverse aging and reverse, you know, like trying to stave off death as much as we can to the point that like, we're often afraid to take risks you know, for fear of dying or fear of doing something that's going to, you know, like, um, yeah, just like be potentially harmful. Not that we shouldn't be safe, right? But like, uh, it seems as though, yeah, if, 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 if we can live a much more fulfilled life with the knowing and the faith and the trust that dying is a part of this process and that we we die regularly bodily as we have ego deaths and we have these like sort of transcendent realizations and that as we go through the ego deaths we we also like release our fears of whatever it is that is that part of us that's dying and that if we learn to embrace death we can we can very quickly like death is the road to awe this was a quote from the fountain amazing amazing movie if you haven't seen it it. but um yeah so good um yeah and 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 allowing ourselves to go through a death of sorts, you know, like not being afraid of it leads us to like real divine understanding. Like, yeah. So I I would say absolutely on so many levels, both mentally, emotionally, and even physically, uh, other dimensions, other afterlife. I want to tell you, Jordan, apologies for, uh, for interrupting. I, you know, our mother, yeah, our mother, um, our mother became a medium she she became lady phyllis my my wife and i bought her like a square inch of land in scotland and she became a lady and her name is phyllis so we created lady phyllis and she she started taking lady, these ladyphyllis.com if anyone wants yeah, if anyone wants a reading but yeah <laughs> nice plug eric but our wow. our mom um started talking to people and saying you know who's clem and they're like that's my dad uncle the the stuff that she and this is our mother like there's no one more we trust than our mother she is she's the most loving, caring person that we know outside of our wives. And she became a full-fledged medium. And there was always a part of me before of like, eh, maybe the medium stuff is baloney. Maybe they're finding our stuff on Facebook or, you know, Googling it or whatever, finding out who we really are. But when our mom started connecting people to their loved ones on the afterlife, it went from like 98% believing that, that, you know, there's something beyond death to to me, 100% believing that there's something beyond. And what you just said, that it was nine months in the womb, 90 years here into the next dimension. I mean, that is just, that's so profound. And the, the, the yes, we're, <laughs> what, what really got me was that you- Death you, of the you, ego, two thing, man. Yes, My God. because that's movies. That's movies. But you can't be afraid to change. Yeah. Right? I think- yeah. Your changes, changes, actually, this is- so every single, honestly, like every little lesson and thing that I'm sharing is like a 
freaking tarot card in and of itself. Like there is a card called death. And then this is, I've, I've given like an hour and a half long presentation on just that card inside of our mystery school. But then also the two of discs, the keyword of that one is change. And it's like this big lesson of like the physical dimension and our egos and our makeup of, of life is that change is the only constant. And if we can embrace change and be willing to change and flow with life, then life becomes so much more meaningful and fun and transient and beautiful than we ever could possibly imagine when we're holding on to have to having things be a certain way. So before we wrap it up, I had one question. Day in the life of Jordan River. You wake up, <laughs> what time? And how, how did, I, how did I, your day I go? I have more questions about how, I mean, like where is spirit science even going? I, I want to hear well, about the day in the life. The, let's start there yeah, and then I we'll get into the future yeah. of, of, of spirit science. It's five-year plan. Yeah, well, well, listen, listen, I mean, uh, I, I don't ex I don't have specifically like a meeting in two minutes, so we can keep going as long as like for love a little it. bit longer if you want. Like, I would I'm, love to I don't want to feel like restricted by the hour. But um, so, yeah. OK, wait, where are we going first? Day in the life or the no day in the life? And then I want to hear spirit science studios. Okay. So this is a new, this is a new thing I've just implemented about two or three weeks ago. It was, okay. it was similar before, but now it's even more rigid um, because I was challenged by a, a, a particular business mentor of mine to try this. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be afraid of change. Challenge accepted. So lately uh, for the last two and a half weeks or whatever it's been, I've been getting up at five in the morning every day. And I've been uh, doing like, like usually it's like getting up and I'll have a little bit of time just for waking up, uh, some meditation or some stretching or whatever feels right in the moment. And then I'll be quickly, um, like reviewing my schedule and to do's because there's a never ending list of things that we're doing, both like evolving the mystery school, working on new scripts, recording things, editing things, videos and, and, and other content and stuff. And like, I, I have a very, very full plate. So I'm like time blocking and being like, okay, there's a podcast here and there's a thing here in between here. I'll work on this and then I'll work on this. I'll work on this. And, um, I've been running myself a bit ragged. I'm not going to lie it, because I don't know when to stop. Uh, and so when, you know, working, starting from like five or six in the morning and going until seven at night, because I'm like, I should stop at three, but it feels too early to stop at three. So I've been doing like 12 to 14 hour days lately, but I don't think that this is a permanent forever thing. Um, but it, it has been wildly productive. So I will say like, I've been getting a lot done. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I go, really, it's like, there's a lot more scheduling that's been happening than ever before in terms of the, like, just, yeah, like meet, like meticulous, like just with meetings and time blocking with when I work on stuff. Uh, and, and that's usually about six days a week. And I try and at least take like a Sunday to have a little bit more flexibility and flow with my schedule. Um, I, again, part of the journey here is like the goal is I'll probably have some degree of this for as long as I'm like, you know, running the studio, which will probably be a very long time. But, uh, I think part of the goal is to, is to build up the studio with like the animation team and the editing team and, or just like their content side and even on the mystery school side so that more responsibility is shared. Um, because right now I just still have tons of responsibility and I'm, I'm kind of owning and carrying a lot. And so it, it takes up a lot of time to be in my position. So that's, that's that. Did you go to college? Yeah. You did. Yeah, I did. Did you know that you want to be the president of a studio one day? 
I mean, the president of like an like an animation spiritual studio. No, I I've I've resisted that until Thoth showed up in a <laughs> ayahuasca ceremony and insisted that I changed my mindset. Is, because, is that how, true? How, is that true? Hold yeah, on, is that that's true? Very true? That's really? completely true. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no, that, that, that actually happened. So this is, and that's in my movie. That's in the ayahuasca movie. I, I haven't I checked that one out yet. But I, how I old are you? I'm 29. Oh my God. Yeah, you're so you're, 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 world, ahead, you're ahead of your no, you're 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 ahead of your time. I must so, say so that. Hold, so hold on one second. So when did you know that it had to become a studio? Because you're you're making movies, and like yes, we're used to Frozen, oh. and we're used to you know we're the used big, to yeah the big the big tentpole stuff, but. How did you know to put this stuff on YouTube? Did, was this a goal of yours? Did you know well, the spirit okay, science? So, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Again, this is this is an evolving process. This is not something that was just like, again, one moment and I get the whole picture all at once. It's kind of like Kabbalah. It's like this evolving journey. So I wanted to make cartoons since I was 12, right? We've established that one so far. Right. And all growing up, I kind of had these two beliefs, I guess, for myself. One was that I want to make movies and I want to, you know, keep doing animation for my whole life and maybe make games, uh, which I also did when I was in college. I, I made like five or six video games that uh, I don't even know if they're playable anymore because they're all made in Flash and like Flash is now an outdated technology, sure. but mm -hmm. they still exist, you know, on Newgrounds and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. um, so there's 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 that side of things. Oh, and then the other belief that I held for a long time was that I wanted to work for myself. I didn't really like my, my parents were like, no, you're going to get a job at Disney. You're going to be a Disney animator. You know, like they had that sort of, at least I remember hearing that once or twice growing up. Um, but I, I, I really wanted to do something independent and I didn't know, I didn't know what that was. So there's that. Um, when I learned, when I, when I started making spirit science and it blew up, there was this slow dream that would come in. And sometimes I, they, I, I remember like, I, there was one time I did LSD in a float tank, you know, like those sensory deprivation <laughs> tanks. And oh I saw God. this big vision of like a spirit city and like pyramids that were all like the like evolving consciousness kind of like this environment. And I was like, oh, we're totally going to make those, you know, like I was, like, I was so oh stoked God. about it. So like there would be times where that kind of thing would like just like plant a seed in my mind. And I'd be like, yes, I'm we're definitely that's happening. And other times where I would just like, if I was thinking about it, like, what do I really want? Having an animation studio is on the list. Like I, I would love to have a team of animators because there's no way I can like, look, running, like making to make a spirit science video by myself is a completely full-time job. And that doesn't even include responding to comments or answering emails. That's right. just making the videos. And it, even then right. that burns you out on a week by week basis. So my, this dream a long time ago began and, and basically became, let I want to have a team of animators and a team of content people to make things with. And then maybe one day we can even make something for, for a theater, or maybe we can make a, a show for Netflix. Like I've, I've dreamed for a long time of animating the Hermetica with the quality of like a two bro. animated movie. Bro, bro, yeah. bro, bro, bro. Are you represented? <laughs> do you have representation on the West coast? Do you have a manager and an entertainment attorney? Do you have all this? Uh, there are many aspects that we have, and there are some things that we are still working on. So, All right, so, so no. after we uh, after we go yeah. off the air, I, I'm after we go off the air, I'm gonna make some introductions. This stuff has to go to the masses. 
You know, YouTube is amazing yeah. and I found you on YouTube and, and we're all obsessed with your channel and YouTube, but this has to be a Netflix show. This, this, yeah. one, this has to be so much bigger than what YouTube actually is. And YouTube's amazing. You know, YouTube definitely, you're, you're, you're touching a million subs, man. You know, that yeah, is, we're right there. It's that exciting. is so, that's, it's so unbelievable, but like this has to be to the, and it's just another Avenue for, and for people that don't believe in it and, and, and hate this stuff and it's baloney and it's birth to death. They don't have to watch it, but for the people that do believe, no. yeah, for the people that do believe there has to be, you're, you're a beacon of hope, man. You're, you're a guide on our journey. You're a beacon of light on our journey to, to make people aware of this stuff. I mean it. I'm getting choked up because it's the truth that you have something so big. And, and I thought that like you took it to YouTube right over here. I didn't realize you wanted to go over here and. Oh no. I, it's, it, yeah. It's a journey. I but it's not every day that you meet people that have those aspirations like we've interviewed a lot of people and we'll ask them what their plans are and majority of the time it's oh you know just more of the same and like we've we've interviewed other youtubers where they're just like you know i'm just gonna keep putting out content and then finally we hear somebody that says you know no i want to i want to have a, a special on netflix and knowing everything that you do and how you do it and what you believe in of course that's gonna happen like it's, Absolutely. it's, it's, not, it's not it's Absolutely. not even it's not even a question and I, I start feel invoking like, some archangels. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to plug the books now because this is not. Uh, this is not. I mean, yeah. screw it. I mean, listen. This came from heaven. This came directly from our Father. I'm, I don't know who this guy is. The Seventy Two Angels of Magic by Damon Brand. Okay, this is a starting off point. The Seventy Two Angels of Magic by Damon Brand. It's he. It's works, very very easy. Works with insane speed. I'm talking about within weeks. Especially, especially if attainable. you ask for if you ask for attainable things, and then you just keep leveling up, leveling up, leveling yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. If you go down the rabbit hole of books on Amazon that in, that invoke archangels, holy cow! You'll have you'll have a whole like probably a year's worth of episodes just on archangels. It's it's unlimited. It really truly is yeah. unlimited. But I'm 100% going to introduce you to, to the people I know on the West coast that are making that are that the people behind the movies, people behind the scenes and where they take you on grade. If they don't, I, I could do more, but man, this mm -hmm. is, this is so much bigger than what you're saying. Your message has to be heard around the world. And it, and it is, I mean, a million subs like Eric and I, like we, we see it, we see a million subs. We're just not there yet, but you did it, man. You did it. And, mm -hmm. and every ounce of success you deserved. Those videos on spirit science. The are, production value is just insane. It's, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. How long does it take you to make a a, a, a one video, video? A one a twelve a twelve minute video? How long does that take you? Start to finish. Okay, so yes, yeah, start to finish. I mean, okay, well, with would you by myself or with the whole team now? The team. The team. So sure. with with the team, we're probably at like a three week turnaround time, uh, but it's probably accumulatively maybe roughly. 50 ish hours or so that's insane. it's like but but it's like the writer takes some time the animator takes a ton of time right the editor right. takes some time i also am sometimes that's me sometimes i'm the editor now like sometimes i'm doing animation reviews and like tweaking the animation and stuff so i mean i'm kind of involved at every level but uh for the main team yeah i'd say probably like we have kind of like this production flow in a cycle now and in, in, in making sure that we're creating the content but um I'm realizing though too, like, and I, no worries if you don't want to hear it, but I didn't quite finish the other story of like just the oh, no. ayahuasca and the biz, spiritual keep, business and all this stuff. Please keep but, going. I know we're kind of all over the map here, but I want to hear about. <laughs> I want to hear. Yeah, about yeah. Code. So, 
I thought you might. So um, yeah, basically, and, and explain again, who to kind of explain who to explain who Toth is. Thoth, I think. Yeah. It is. Well, Thoth, you never. can kind of. Uh, there's a lot of people. Some people say Tote. Some people say Toth. Some people say Tehuti. Some people say Thoth no. uh, or Thoth. Some people say, but I don't like that one. Um, so uh, basically, the um, okay, we're following in the story. The thing, okay. Leading up to Rhythmia, leading up to the that, that ayahuasca journey was I had tried making spirit science as a business. Like, cause I, I, I probably maybe within a year or so after making spirit science, I was like, I want to do this animation studio thing. And all along the way, like I was also avoiding the story of being a businessman, being a, a, running a studio, being a CEO, whatever. Like I was like, I don't want to, I just want to make videos. I have this sort of personal identification of I'm a kid who makes videos on the internet and I travel around the world and I have a fun time. You know, I meet cool people. Like that was this way that I self-identified and that directed me into meeting people and putting them in the place of like running spirit science as a business and us not succeeding and it not ever working because they never really understood the intention the way that I did. And I would find that my focus was directed of like, they'd be saying, no, no, this is more important. No, no, go do this. No, no, this, do this, go here. And so spirit science suffered for a long time. And so leading up then to Rhythmia, which again, I'm you're plugging a book, I'm plugging Rhythmia, I guess. Rhythmia is amazing. They're actually open now once again, um, even you know with COVID, they have amazing COVID protocols. Highly what recommended. I, want, what, what I should get Rhythmia? you guys out there. I should get you guys to come out here. Rhythmia is a ayahuasca. It's the first ever um, medically licensed ayahuasca healing center in Costa Rica. It is like two Michael's, to the nines. Michael's afraid to take Advil. Jordan, I don't like taking Advil or Tylenol. <laughs> I get, I have like anxiety about that. I, I would I listen. I, listen, yes, we're gonna. You never up. know. What, gonna, you never know what life can bring. Yeah, I'm gonna do ayahuasca. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Sold. So I want to hear this. So, Go ahead. So. Um, Rhythmia is like to the nines level of quality. Like, like there's places where you can go and do ayahuasca in a shack in the middle of a jungle. And I'm certain that you can get a powerful experience as long as the shaman is good. But Rhythmia is like a fusion of like all of the traditional ancient shamanic ayahuasca rituals and, and, and understanding and sacredness combined with like a really beautiful modern environment and, 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 and experience. So you get like the best of both worlds and like, you do get these really traditional shamans, but you also get like this organic, you know, um, farm to table buffet and just like really delicious food and very comfortable beds so that like your transformation can be one that you feel very comfortable going through because it can be very difficult to go through ayahuasca experiences. Um, some of my most painful life experiences happened purging in ayahuasca, but it always is like, it's like releasing old heavy weights that are now, replaced with lightness and joy and beauty so i have been to arrhythmia eight times at this point i'm actually going again in a few weeks so that'll be my ninth trip and you do four ceremonies when you go so it's like you know 30 something ceremonies i guess but um the the uh the the experience last august specifically was like i, I drank the medicine and then very quickly like there was thoth and he was there consistently throughout four days and like took me to see things and showed me things and, and worked with me and gave me things to be with within my body. Like things that I, I, I mean, I could try and describe, but please, I'll just please. say it was very profound. Okay. No, there was one in particular, hey, there was one in particular that was very interesting. 
that had to do with like going into my third eye and like putting like my body with a specific Merkaba that he gave me and then like kind of making a miniature energetic version of myself and like kind of aligning myself in my brain at a specific point, like kind of pointed at my third eye, but there was like a mirror at my feet and I had to like mirror the energy back and forth and create this field inside of my mind for a while. That was uh, very, do very feel, interesting. Do you feel, what is it? Do you feel high? Do you feel drunk? Like what, what do you, what are you actually oh, feeling? Yeah. There's so many possibilities of what you can feel. Like you could feel physically, like it's, it's so in, independent every single time it's different. Like, and for everybody and every time you take it, it's different. Sometimes you can barely walk. Sometimes you can walk fine. Sometimes you can dance. Sometimes you want to dance. Other times you're in the bathroom with a bucket and you're, you know, pouring <laughs> crap out of your mouth and then the other end and it is a mess. Like it's, it's such a crazy journey and it's so amazing to go through because by the end, it's like all of the stuff that you got out is like, it's all of this heaviness within you that is replaced with light and truth and wisdom and guidance. And so like, there's so much healing that happens that I can't even say enough how beautiful and sacred the experience like that is. I mean, Eric, you want to do ayahuasca? No, it's, it's, it's amazing because you're, he's 20, you're 29 years old and I can't possibly, I've never met another 29 year old guy with these types of experiences or these types of not with this type of knowledge. So it, I would have to assume that it is because you are enlightened because of the experiences that you've had. Right. A, a lot of them. Yeah. No, I mean, okay. I actually have said this and I'm happy to say it a million times. It's like Rhythmia saved my life. Like the ayahuasca wow. and the ceremonies at Rhythmia. Like I was because of some of those other journey, those experiences that I described before of like, between like 2012 and 2016, I was in this really rough, maybe it's 2013, 2016. Yeah, I was just in that kind of window. I was in this really difficult, challenging and almost kind of abusive relationship that was very difficult to go through. And I, th I think there was a lot that was learned and a lot, but there was a lot of challenges for everybody in that circumstance that uh, we didn't even really understand what we were creating at the time. And it was, it was not very healthy and liberating for our, to our souls and rhythmia and the ayahuasca experience is not just helped me heal that but like childhood traumas back as far as i was before i was born uh one of the stories was that like on the first trip to rhythmia um i kind of went back in time and this is sort of a side note but like my my biological father died before i was born and there wow. was so much trauma from that my mom experienced that I carried from being in the womb. And not only did I go kind of back in time and like heal those, but I also connected with the spirit of my biological father who was like trapped mm -hmm. in this void of regret and pain because he didn't want to die, but he was in so much pain that kind of led him to make some choices that led to his death. And it was, um, there was a lot of healing that happened kind of from that ceremony that, healed me right so like i think right. i'd still be on this path with or without rhythmia but i don't know that i'd be as far as along as i am now that's so, very clear yeah yeah so so last um last august when i had that experience with thoth when i came out of it uh i was very quickly guided to finding another mentor but this time a physical based business mentor someone who could teach me how to just like change my relationship 
with money, with business, with myself in relationship to these things. And to actually definitively say, I was like, I had this knowing I had to steer this ship, like, like I had someone else being the CEO at the time and, you know, bless his heart. I think he did his best, but it, it, it didn't, it, it wasn't putting us on the track that I, I felt we needed to be. Right. So of course I, you know, I, I said, I need, like, I need to drive this thing. And it kind of created a bit of a rift between us uh, because he felt that I was, you know, saying that he should be lower, but I was like, no, no, no. I just, I need to be, I need to be in the driver's seat. That's like, that was the intention, but I felt like, you know, there, it, there, it led to some difficulty and it is what it understandable, is. But, understandable. Understandable. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I completely get it. Um, But at the end of the day, uh, I still had to be in the driver's seat. And so since, uh, yeah, August and September, pretty much of last of 2019, Spirit Science has seen the most growth and change because, in addition to that understanding for me to evolve my that like part of myself, change the way I identified. I'm no longer a kid who makes videos on the internet. I'm right more right. right. Uh, in addition to that, there was also start a mystery school, start Spirit Mysteries. In fact, the name, just like the name Spirit Science, which kind of came into my mind as sort of like this you know, divine providence kind of thing. During the ceremony, Spirit Mysteries came into my mind as like, this is the mystery school. This is the thing that you're creating. This is a platform for the evolution of consciousness for mm -hmm. people to go deeper because you can't give a, you know, every two weeks or sorry, every week giving a three hour lecture on tarot cards and breaking down the astrology and the Kabbalah and teaching Kabbalah. You can't do that on YouTube because you can't assign homework there. You can't give people things to do and work on with themselves because there's no way of consistently working with them. So this is a place to do that. And, uh, and, and spirit mysteries was born. And so the result of that was that it provided, um, the studio with the resources we needed, you know, in creating this like healthy exchange of like, you know, people are investing in themselves with us to evolve their consciousness. And that supports the YouTube, the studio, the animate, the animators, the editors, and also all of the people running the mystery school to teach classes and give workshops because we have events going every single day. In fact, mm -hmm. there's a meeting, there's a gathering going on in 40 minutes uh, called the 82 day challenge where there's like probably good 15, 20 people every day right. meditating together and discussing going through the 82 uh, 82 cards of the of the tarot right so there's like this and we're like using the archetypes of the cards to to embody you know the spirit of what that card represents and and like flesh out our own personal archetypes so all of this stuff is happening because of the, that journey at rhythmia last year and that's where the most growth has been seen and it's it's really a beautiful blessing so that was about the point just to kind of like to take that whole thing and answer your question, that right. was pretty much how I transferred from being just like a kid making videos to being like a YouTuber to being, you know, more of like a spiritual entrepreneur, I suppose. You're you're a father, right? No, I don't I'm not you even dating. You're, you're, you don't have kids? I thought that you had kids. No. Oh, no, no, no kids. Never mind. Never mind. Maybe I read I, that somewhere else. Spirits, spirit science is my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, and a beautiful yeah. baby at that. Um Jordan, um, oh my God, I just, I lost my train of thought. I was I was so enthralled with what you were saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> you, you, um, what I meant to say was, you 
you you're talking like you've had a hundred years experience. Like I keep thinking that's, I'm like that's what I got. That's what I got. You're out 29 of it. years. Like, you're 29 years as, old. Yeah, as he ahead. was as you were talking, I'm like I'm I'm trying to think about how old you are. And then when you said that you're 29, I can't believe that because I'm 37. I'm and 42. Like, and like I don't I don't know the things that you know, so I want to have what you're having. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I get it. I'll, I'll drink the ayahuasca to get to gain the knowledge. You literally, I, you're an old soul, man. Your soul. I think that's probably what's going on. It's one hundred percent. Like the way you talk, you know, most twenty nines are like, you know, yeah, I like this restaurant, and like check me well, out on Insta, like, and you're just <laughs> yeah, you, you're so you are light years ahead of so many people. What I want to know, this is a little bit on the business front. Um, do you create a lot of micro content? Like, uh, like take your videos and kind of make like small clips about them and, and disperse oh. that across social media. You know, we do actually. And we, we have, I don't, I'd have to check Instagram and see where that's at. And that's, a, I'm just make a note about that too, because there's a lot of things like we're, we're still, uh, we're, we're implementing something right now called EOS. So any business entrepreneurs out there who are listening and want to like level up their game, Look into EOS or the book called Traction. It's called the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And it's a really po powerful like system that you can use with your company or business to like refine your, your processes and flows and stuff like that. So um, there's a lot that we're improving right now. And like that is something we actually did. Like we have converted all of our videos or like 90% of them into like these short like one, two, three minute clips. Um, I don't know if they've been scheduled. I'd have to look into that. Like we only recently started posting our videos on Facebook because it was just like, there was right. so much to do. I know it's And so we hard. had such a small team that we, right. it's just getting organized and we're still getting organized, but that's like a really good reminder of like, that's another thing that's been on the list. And it's you bringing it up. It's like, Oh, bring that up on the, put, move You've, that higher on the priority so that we can focus on it because there's so much, there's so much. You have to put Patchman on, on TikTok. <laughs> you have to put, you have to put Patchman on TikTok. I have never I've never used TikTok. Oh my god, I, the, it's amazing. I, the reach is I, insane. We make shitty videos. No, nothing compared to yours. I'll take a 1 minute clip from this show. I'll put it on there without even trying because I'm we, I had editors and stuff like that before, but you know, due to COVID we had to cut back and mm. I can, I'll take a, I'll make a one minute clip and without even trying, it will get thousands of views without trying. That should be your number one priority because Getting the, the audience, 100%. the audience is there. Patchman on TikTok would be huge, Jordan. And so <laughs> that's actually probably good advice for me to hear because when I like my, my this is, I think, a generational thing, kind of like how yes. so few kids are on Facebook. Like most of the people on Facebook are like my age and older because that's yep. we were younger when Facebook came out. So right. TikTok is like the next generation. And I don't I just never adopted it. But also, you know, I was also privy to that whole like it's Chinese spies, you know, it was created for Chinese people to spy on you and this and that. And like, uh, they, I think Google there might have been some truth to that. 
but it was it was bought by Microsoft or something recently, as far as I know. So we're being spied by everyone and everywhere and everything. That's completely <laughs> true. It doesn't even <laughs> yeah, 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 matter yeah. anymore. We might as well just put Cashman on TikTok <laughs> because it doesn't make a difference. Because no, you know, the reach there is huge, uh, man. You would you would own it there because you have you have hundreds of hours of content. Hundreds of hours of thousands, thousands, thousands of hours of content. Repackage that shit and and throw it on there. The eyeballs are there. You will have inside of a year. You will have a, you will have a bigger platform on TikTok than you do on YouTube. That's insane. That's so funny, Jordan. Jordan, what are your I'll top five? Jordan, what are your top five favorite movies of all time? I I know like I, I this po- you you officially broke the Oaken Bros. Like you're our longest podcast, and I can go for like another four hours with you. What's your fa- what are your top five favorite movies of all time? That is a loaded question. I don't know that I would be able to. You, you can do three. Okay, you can do three. You can do series if it's like a saga. Yeah, if it's like the Lord into- of the Rings saga, the Star Wars saga, you know. Oh, geez. Well, okay. I mean, like those definitely fit into there, like Lord of the Rings as a whole and and Star Wars as a whole. Um, sure. I would also add in um, a- Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar. Jeez, uh, that's such a big question because there's so many movies that are just so beautiful. How do you ca- classify that? Like, like Doctor Strange was just awesome. But, but even then, it's like the entire Marvel verse I love. You know, it's like... Yes. I, and and I actually like right now I'm I'm going through some book series and I would almost prefer to like hone in on those like top five I favorite recently, books of all time top five favorite yeah. books uh, Aragon the entire Aragon inheritance cycle series is sure the greatest book series in the history of the universe in fact I would only just I would like we could talk about other books there's some amazing ones that I love but. Aragon is my tops, especially like since I first read it. Um, what's amazing. So the thing is, it's like, I'm currently re going through that series. So it's very fresh in my mind, but mm-hmm. I have this dream that one day with our big animation studio, we can do a proper fully like probably animated or something telling of this story, like, like an avatar, the last airbender s- cycle, but, but even more so like, you know, so many movies, like I I just recently reread the first Harry Potter book and then watched the movie. And even Unreal. still, I'm like, just, they just cut so many things, but yeah. it was understandable to get it truncated, right? But I'm yeah. like, nobody has ever done this before. What if we took chapter by chapter and those were the episodes? So if the chapter's five minutes and it makes a five minute episode, it's a five minute episode. And if this right. episode's an hour because that chapter was longer, we do that exactly the way that it was described. And I have that dream of like doing Aragon like that and also some stories that I'm writing um, because it just feels so unique because you never get a true adaption where you can say these mirror each other perfectly. I'm doing and that so Christopher- right now. I'm, do- I'm doing that right now. I wrote <laughs> nice. a book. Mo- I'm doing the Monsterland. Okay. I wrote a book about Monsterland. I have a screenwriter attached. He's nothing like the book. Nothing. It's the same premise, a theme park with monsters, but it's he's, it. he, it's about it, and he's he's changing everything, and that's that's just the way. I asked my attorney. I'm like, is this normal? I asked my manager, is this normal? They're like, that's the mm-hmm. way Hollywood rolls. They have to make they have to right. turn it into something different. So, but what you're saying about doing by chapter by chapter and doing a true adaptation, yeah, uh, brilliant. So- so, so, so this specifically then, like this is, this gets into this bigger philosophy of the studio of spirit, of spirit mysteries and spirit studio, spirit science, the whole shebang is that I don't want to be beholden to the, 
producers at Hollywood who are going to change, you know, I said, here's the Hermetica, here's the script. It's basically just the book, the Hermetica. And they go, oh, well, this needs a dragon fight and this needs an action scene and this needs a car chase. And it's like, yep, no, <laughs> like, yep. so I yep. don't, I don't even want to, I don't even want to get into that state. So spirit mysteries and spirit science, the goal is to be self-sustaining from the ground up that like we are producing, you know, it's like from the mystery school, as the school grows, it provides the resources both for the growth of the school, but also for the growth of the studio that we get to the point where spirit, like like we have the large animation team and there's no producers who are sticking their nose in. And like we, the creators of the content can work directly with like, you know, the original author of the book to say like to work together and make it in the way that it was originally designed to be told. And so that's that's kind of been my goal. And so I'm not really looking for outside investors because unless it's like free money and then they don't have a say, like I don't really trust it. It's the same thing with our spirit center. Like we wanna make a, we wanna make a pyramid that um, will be like a healing center, community space. You know, like this is the first, you know, that vision of like the spirit city, like this would be like the like ground zero for that. You which literally is wanna build start you literally want, I want to build, build a pyramid. pyramid. You want to build, I want a pyramid. To build yeah, yeah. Amazing. I've made videos yeah. about it. Yeah. I so like it's like, I mean, and and please watch our pyramid power video. We have a, a video of spirits it's called Pyramid Power that explains why that's important. But Tesla, um, Tesla knew, Tesla knew all about it. Yeah. Tesla knew well, this and this energy. They, they've they've taken this is amazing like there's actually experiments that were done in Russia where they have they build a pyramid and they run electricity through it and in doing so the inc electricity increases its potency five times so yep. like you could power your house with one fifth of the energy by just having a pyramid in your backyard over top of the power box or something yep. like yep. it's crazy what what is actually being de described here so we want to make like a healing center that ideally utilizes plant medicine like probably starting with if we do it in canada we could start as as early as right now with cannabis because it's legal but mm -hmm. moving in the direction of like psilocybin, LSD, hopefully one day ayahuasca and iboga mm -hmm. to have these ceremonies, basically building a, you know, a, like arrhythmia, but, you know, in, in other parts of the world and, um, and, and, and making this environment for people to come and grow and heal. But it's, again, the, the point that I'm, the reason I brought, brought this up is that we don't want some producer or some, you know, like here's a multi-million, here's Bill Gates. He's like, I'll fund that. I'm like, no, I don't right. want you to fund well, this because if internet, you do, then you're going to, yeah, George, you're going to, George Lucas it happens a certain way. Uh, we're all over each other right now. George Lucas said, if I was going to give Star Wars to a studio, they were going to butcher it. So George Luke, you, you are, you are George Lucas. You don't want anyone touching your baby. You want to promote it to the universe the way you deem fit. But the internet now is in such a place where you can. That's so exactly everything right. that you want to do is completely yeah. possible. Yeah. And yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's amazing. So, so we're just, I'm like on that journey of like learning how to step up my game as a business person, being over to being able to create more value in the world so that we increase in our resources so that we can both make things on Netflix, have a physical studio, you know, like a, like a spirit science version of Pixar, um, but also have and have like an environment that people can come and have ceremonies and heal and learn and grow and evolve their consciousness. And um, 
And then it just, I mean, there's, there's layers from there of the vision and what we want to create, but like, that's a good taster. That's like sort of our, within our, the, the confines of our next 10 year plan, I would say, because you there asked about no, that at one point. There's there nothing is nothing you can't do. Yeah, yeah. You took the words I'm out. There's nothing you, you can't do. I mean, you got to this level. I'm going to, I'm going to make some introductions right after this podcast is over. Um, Jordan, cool. where can everyone find you? Where can everyone connect with you? Please just, you know, promote the hell out of your stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, most of our content, like all the latest, the biggest things that we're working on is all on the Spirit Science YouTube channel. So I would probably, you know, say go to YouTube and hit that subscribe button and stay up to date there. But um, spiritsciencecentral.com is our main website and we have everything on there. And then for people who really want to go deeper, for people who want to really like evolve their consciousness to learn about all of this, you know, tarot tree of life, Kabbalistic stuff, mystic meditations, uh, come and experience spirit mysteries. So that's just spiritmysteries.com. And it is like the place for, it's like a platform for the evolution of consciousness. And we would love to have new members come and join and come and experience all of the events and the workshops and the gatherings that we're doing. And we're even planning uh, live events, you know, COVID was a big thing Amazing. this year, so we didn't do any, but like we are planning even for the next year, we have um, a couple of Rhythmia trips for Spirit Mysteries and for people to come. And then we also have, um, there's a place that we're talking about that is a bit of a mystic yoga farm. And we're going to go and wow. do sort of like a yoga retreat for uh, members of Spirit Mysteries. So all of those things are very, you know, pending and we're we're working on, you know, getting them all set up but now is a really good time to start and join spirit mysteries because moving into the next year if you want to like go into 2021 right free of the craziness of 2020 with like a higher understanding and more clarity of purpose and a supportive community at your back like the community here's amazing spirit mysteries is the place and we would yeah that's pretty much it that's incredible awesome. man you you have your you you have accomplished so much but really and truly, I feel like you're just starting out. I feel like your footprint on this world is you're just stepping down into it now. I, I think that you have yeah. so much potential and kinetic energy behind you. I, <laughs> you, you know, I'm thank so you. glad we, I'm so glad we met, and I hope you likewise enjoyed likewise. being on Oaken Bros. Jordan, thank you for coming on. Everybody, it was a blast. Thank you. Th thank you. If thank uh, you. please like, subscribe, share. Everyone, go to Spirit Science and start watching those videos and start getting enlightened because it is the truth. Everyone like, subscribe, leave comments. Jordan, hang on. We're going to sign off real quick. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.